and welcome to The Garden, a podcast for spiritual seekers. I'm Jody Fletcher of The David Connection, and this is a show about how to connect to nature and the planet in ways that will enable deeper and greater healing for you and for us all. Hello, friends. Last night, I tuned into this little mushroom collective that began growing in our garden recently, and it is so cute. I I saw it yesterday, and I um, just couldn't believe how adorable it was. So last night before bed, I decided to just check in with the mushrooms, you know, and see if they had any messages for me. And they immediately said, we like it here. And when I asked why, they showed me the energy. And it was so gentle and slow and soft and stable. And they said, it's a haven. And I have to say, this was an excellent confirmation of what we, um, and by we I mean myself, my mom, our dog Ginger, all the beings of light from the fairy realm and the David realm and the angelic realms, that we co-create this space with um, have been working on because we have been working to create a, a haven, a place where beings of light can come and um, be, be refreshed and rejuvenated, can rest and recover from the work they're doing out there. So it was so nice that these little mushrooms told me this. Um, yeah, last summer, I uh, finally, after years of wondering, I, I knew this place had a name. I knew that there was a deva that was working with us um, as like a so, sort of overarching angel of the whole project, right? We have different spaces in our garden and we have different devas that work in those spaces. And I, I don't have names for all of them, but I really wondered what the name of the overarching deva was and it it wasn't coming to me and um i wondered like you know what what is the name of this garden so last year mom and i were working and the dog was with us and um we were just kind of sitting there and i heard the the leaves rustle with the wind and i heard wind song and I was like, oh, mom, wind song, wind song gardens. And that is the Deva's name. And mom was like, yes, of course it is. And so it was so nice to, um, to have the name. And in that first uh, communication I had with the Deva after uh, it, it gifted me with its name, they said, that we were creating this retreat almost for all these beings of light. And it showed, you know, in many ways, it's a battle out there for beings of light who are working, especially the devas and the fairies, because the planet and everything that's happening environmentally and all of the destruction that's taking place has a huge impact on the devic realm and the fairy realm and the angelic realm. And so these beings are really working hard out there to hold their space and to do their jobs and to create and co-create with us and to live and exist. 
And their lives and their existences depend on the planet just like ours do, even though they are less entrenched in their 3D forms and their 3D bodies than we are. They have less connection through their 3D lives and their 3D forms than we do, but they are very much dependent on this place and this physical space for their lives and for the continuance of their existence as they know it, just as we are. So in so many ways, they are working um, like, you know, warriors on a battleground trying to save what we all need for our existence this planet and all of the elements and and components that go into uh being alive so to create a space where these beings can come and rest and recover and be rejuvenated and then return return to their their own spaces where they are fighting their battles. It felt like a really, really wonderful mission and a really nice um, way to contribute to the work that needs to be done here uh, to have a positive impact and to, and to do something in... I was just reading um, something about climate activists and you know some of these people who are out there you know really on the front lines in 3d doing work that needs to be done to help create positive change um with the climate and you know it just always feels so overwhelming when you look at the scope and how high the stakes are with climate change and with what's happening with the destruction of um the planet so you know, this for me is a way that, and, and I, I get the confirmation repeatedly energetically from the devas and from the angels and from the fairies, that this is a, a real way that each and every one of us can contribute often, all the time, regularly and consistently to the work that needs to be done. Because as we create these havens, we're changing the energy and we're grounding like uh, a lot of light here on the planet and that light is then used by the planet and by the beings of light who are here to help us and it's also like very rejuvenating for other people you know we regularly hear from our neighbors about just what a joy it is to see the gardens and see them evolve and see the flowers and the plants and everything like that. So it's a real source of joy for, for people as well. And they're receiving a healing benefit, even if they don't realize that that's what's happening. So if you are interested in creating a haven, I asked um, the light and the devas for some, some tips, some guidance on how to create a haven. And the number one tip that I got was to set the intention because as humans and as, um, you know, souls, we are creators. So when we set intentions, the energy itself begins to create and that creation takes place in the physical and it, it takes place also multidimensionally. So we don't even know the scope all the time of what we're creating, but we are creating and the beginning is to just set that intention. 
And one thing I'm getting right now too is to set the intention with like a purity of heart. You know, if you want to create something that is of light, set the intention to create something of light and it will be of light. It's so it's so simple seemingly, but it is so profound and complex and like I said, multidimensional and lovely. It's so lovely. So the second thing that they said was to spend time communicating with the beings of light that you're co-creating with. And, you know, we don't all necessarily have the same um, capacity for communicating with the non-physical. So this communication isn't necessarily clairvoyant or clairaudient or clairsentient. This can be through just setting that intention and feeling it in your heart and allowing the flow of light between you and the beings you're co-creating with. You don't necessarily have to have the communication be specific or, um, you know, have words come or have specific visions come. It very much can be a feeling. And for me, it did definitely start out as a feeling. I would ask the devas, you know, like, where should I plant this thing? And I would get a feeling, just a very strong sense of a spot that it that that plant wanted to be, or at the um, at the nursery or the greenhouse when I would be shopping for plants, I would say I would kind of spend a moment thinking about what we were co-creating, the space we were co-creating in, and then I would say, "Who wants to come and be a part of this?" And it would be really clear, like some of the plants would just seem to light up you know not not clairvoyantly it was it was just a sense I had in my heart of which ones to pick my my body gravitated towards set certain plants and so it can very much be non-specific but just a sense of being guided or following your gut or following you know some inner instinct so, and number three, they said, just plant things. And if you don't have a garden, you can do house plants and you can work with any kinds of plants and just work to uh, listen to them and their needs and what they desire and what they want to co-create as well. As humans, we can be a little bit heavy handed with these things, believing that we have, you know, the power and and the rights, you know, our sense of entitlement as the beings who are um, in the physical can be very heavy handed at times. And so listening to the plants and what they want and what they're working towards and what their desires are. And, you know, they are, they have souls and essences of their own and they have jobs of their own and they have missions of their own. And so the more we listen, the more those, um, the more we recognize ourselves as a part of a collective, which is a really, really beautiful thing to recognize because one, we're not alone in this. And two, we are just all working towards something healing and of light. And that I find that to be such an uplifting energy. So listen with your heart. Again, you don't necessarily have to get clear audience messages that you know are in words or do any kind of channeled writing though if it comes that way that's fun too you know but you can just follow your heart and in that I mean not like an emotional sense but where you feel guided where your heart 
uh, feels uplifted and open and um, it's, it's expansive. So number four, they said to keep listening because things will change and things need to be adapted and we need to, as the humans who are here in 3D, we need to be ready to shift to provide them with the things that they need, um, you know, and not be stuck in our own belief systems or really rigid thought forms, you know, just being ready to shift with the flow of light and adapt and change and do what needs to be done. So they also showed that this is something like the way that if you set out to create a pollinator garden, right? Because a lot of us have been doing that because pollinators are in danger and they're so important and everything like that. So if you set out to, and, and you put out the intention to build a pollinator garden, there's a series of, of steps you go through. You research what plants the pollinators like. You get the plants, you plant them, you take care of them, you water them, you feed them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So setting the intention to create a haven for beings of light from the fairy realm, beings of light from the David realm, and beings of light from the celestial realm is not unlike that. We're creating a, an environment and an ecosystem that is providing the the elements that are necessary for that that rest, rejuvenation. And one of the biggest things is to create stability. And I always see this because so much is shifting all around us. And so if you can see your space, like as if it's in the eye of a hurricane, right? So there's that that space in the middle of all this swirling energy and all this very unpredictable shifting. But the space in the center is so calm. And the more we work towards that, the more we create that. And sometimes it's almost impossible because the shifting is so dynamic and it's happening all the time. And it's very, uh, it has a great deal of influence on us as humans. So it takes some awareness to really keep that space as stable as possible. But we can co-create that space and it, it benefits us all. So what I do here is I call on Archangel Michael, Archangel Gabriel, Archangel Uriel, and Archangel Raphael. And I, I ask them to stand you know, in the four corners of our property and help me hold this space stable. And I ask the beings of light from the fairy realm and beings of light from the David realm to fill this space we share with so much light and love from their realms. And then I, I always make sure to fill the space we share, all of us, with my light, love, and gratitude because they are such a huge part of what we're able to do and what we're able to create. And so that gratitude goes such a very long way in the energy exchange. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for joining me here in the garden. And next week, I'll share a little bit about how I ended up in this space. And, you know, um, it's very much a tale of following my inner guidance, kind of against all um, reasonable thoughts. Um, so if you liked this, um, do, you know, uh, let me know and, and 
subscribe and share and do all the things that can help others find this if you think they'd like it to. And if you're interested in having a chat about some of this stuff or getting some guidance from the light um, about anything in your life, I do offer one-on-one readings. And so you can find the um, information about that at www.thedavidconnection.com and I'll put that in the show notes. But again, thank you so much for joining me here. I've had such a nice time creating this haven and sharing the, the story of it with you.